0: super talk mississippi media production
1: come see your locally owned and operated linton glass for all your glass needs no matter what glass you need to replace you can count on linton glass call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com.
2: To all the folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning six till nine gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi 97.3
0: Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our Roman River, lavish lakes and
3: streams,
0: pines full of the
1: wildest life and possibilities. I say, one Mississippi,
3: there's a magnolia
0: it's super talk outdoors with Ricky Matthews
4: on Super talk Mississippi welcome to super talk outdoors from the foundation studio right here on Balexi's Back Bay I want to I want to welcome you to this show as we continue to celebrate every lunch every Monday excuse me at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi because as I say every week we are the capital of the outdoors in America I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful super talk Mississippi radio network or on Super talk TV at Cs Fire TV, But if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or your favorite podcast, believe it or not, it is April the 3rd, 2023. That That's amazing to me to think about how fast time is flying. Hey, listen, last week was Bear Week at the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. And my friend Anthony Ballard, who's actually the new black bear program leader for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks, was on my show last week. And he told me over the weekend, that the level of engagement on social media around this bear week has been absolutely out of charge and by the way I'm a I came from digital media world their work on social media the department's work on social media around bear week has been absolutely like world class they've done a great job but I'm not surprised at all about uh, about the, the the level of interest in the bear situation. I kind of think of my trips, and you know, you'll know, you'll know this as well. Those family trips to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, where all the cars are stopped in the middle of the road and everybody's watching the bears. That's actually just an, a symbol of uh, what you see here in Mississippi. But if you missed my show with Anthony Battle last week, incidentally, you can go to your favorite podcast or Super Talk Outdoors on Facebook or YouTube, and uh, and, and take a look at it. Um, by the way, we also shared a black bear sightings map. This is a black bear sighting since 2016 that the department shared on their on their uh, Facebook page, and you can see it at the Super Talk Outdoors Facebook page. But um, but it's amazing. You look at the number of bears that have been spotted in Mississippi since 2016. It's 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 a lot. And as as Anthony pointed out last week, the the number of sightings continues to go up. So. That is that is pretty good. That's pretty cool. Hey, listen. Uh, in the early days of the show, I uh, actually quoted Shakespeare. I was looking, I was looking at some uh, at some early shows, and uh, you know, thinking about you know some of the words that I use in the early shows. And I, I, one of the shows I I have Alex Littlejohn from the Nature Conservancy coming up here in just a second. And um, there's one of the shows I had with him, for a matter of fact. I, I said this quote from Shakespeare, the earth has music for those who listen. And that's true here in Mississippi in a big way. You think about turkey, turkey seasons in full bloom right now. Uh, people sending me videos of, of gobbling turkey. turkey. It's just truly Remarkable to think about that. You think about uh, you think about duck season and and deer season, or just enjoying the outdoors, just going out and sitting. The earth has music for those who listen, and that is definitely true in Mississippi. I, I'm I'm one, you know. I have to tell you, I'm I'm really thrilled to have the opportunity to to host this show because it it is all about celebrating this part of Mississippi that so many Mississippians love. I mean, listen, three quarters of a million outdoorsmen and women in the state, man, think about it. that's that's incredible. You have you have the people who listen to the show such a strong appreciation for our outdoor heritage in Mississippi. Again, that's why we call it the capital of the outdoors in America. I'm honored I'm honored to be here actually, and I want to I want to thank you for for continuing to give great feedback. And uh, while we spend a lot of time celebrating Mississippi's outdoors, that is for sure. I have a growing sense of responsibility to keep an eye on the public process as it relates to the conservation efforts in the state. You know, sometimes a lot of those things happen, but we just, they're just not in the public eye and we don't always see them. I've said uh, this from day one that what happens in Jackson actually matters a lot to, to outdoorsmen and women. And one of the things I'm going to do is help make sure you understand what that is. And we're not going to talk about it too much, but from doing things like advocating for the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund to understanding more about the efforts, a few really Politically connected people uh, who want to make the sale the and transfer of white-tailed deer legal in the state. You know, I'm going to stay focused on, on issues like that. And, um, you know, I want you to I want to remind you I'm retired. I I do this show because I really want to make a difference. I have humongous support from Supertalk Mississippi Media in my what I refer to as an independent voice. I think that's actually really important. And it's also um, also a reality that I wouldn't be here if I didn't have an independent voice. I want you to know you can trust me to speak out when I need to speak out. I am all in and I will continue to pay very close attention to everything wildlife and conservation in the state. That's never been more important than it is today. So thank you so much for the feedback. And I uh, just wanna remind you that this every, all the views on this show are mine. Bear in mind, not that of the foundation. who is was a sponsor of the show. I'm, I'm very much an independent voice, and appreciate their sponsorship and their partnership. Now let's move on to my friend Alex Littlejohn from the Nature Conservancy. He's the state director, great friend of Super Talk Outdoors. Been on the show many, many, many times. But anyway, let me just say, welcome, welcome back, my friend. Hey Ricky, good to be here. It's good to see you, my friend. So you, I saw you shaking your head on Bear Week. It it's amazing. Uh you know, I think the department's done a really good job of sharing the Bear Week festivities, haven't they?
5: Man, that their social media, I, I sent it around to a few friends. I mean it was a it was spot on in how you have to engage in today's world while still highlighting just the hate to use it in such simple terms, just the coolness of that uh restoration that's been done and that population and the conservation behind it. But you know, us in the conservation field, wildlife field, we get to see some really interesting, cool things every day that we take for granted. And to be able to capture that through, I don't know if it was a GoPro or what, but, you know, to show that and be able to share that out. And then to be able to frame it in the way they framed it on social media, it was just, yeah. I love yeah. it. You know, I just yeah. great. Kudos it's to good. whoever's doing that at the department. It's good stuff. I
4: mean, you think about the North American wildlife conservation model, the, the yeah. Aldo Leopold Man, we're so lucky to have visionary conservation leaders like him during the day. But think about where Mississippi was in the early 1900s and where Mississippi is today, whether it be turkey or, or, or you know, I wanted to say ducks, but ducks is more of a of a, of a migratory species, but deer and so on. It's incredible what Mississippi has been able to accomplish, isn't it?
5: It is and it's um it's a testament to the engagement and the value that the private landowners have or the role private landowners have played because of the values they place on those very aspects that we like you just highlighted, white tailed deer, um, black bear, wild turkey, alligator. You know, the list goes on and you know, you can't deny that the private you can't deny the role that private landowners have played in conjunction with um, public landowners and it just yeah. partnerships matter, and it's a testament to those successes that you just described.
4: I think it's also a testament to the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks that has the central authority to sort of manage yeah. the conservation of especially hunted species in the state, and they've done such a good job at that. And you know, you know, you know this as well, Alex, and I say it all the time on the show, but the The leaders at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, the various leaders like Anthony Ballard with the with the Black bread pro- program and so on, man, they're they're so passionate about what they do, buddy. I mean, there is they are. I mean, we're just so lucky to have them. They've literally dedicated their lives to to this resource. We it's are, important,
5: isn't it? We are, and people do not appreciate, and it's and nor should they know to, but they do not appreciate the level of passion that a lot of the staff at wildlife fishery parks have and they come in there and they do it every day because they love it and we're seeing the you know we, we reap the reward and the benefits of it uh from decades ago that started to today and so you can't it, you can't put a price on that you can't put a value on that but it needs to be said time and time again the appreciation needs to be shared with that department and the staff inside of it and what they do every day
4: well, you know, it's turkey season, so I've had Adam Butler on for a couple of times, and yeah. man, I love his passion for the turkey. Yeah. Um, man, the truth is, actually, that the turkey season has become incredibly popular. I mean, a number of people out in the woods today, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they've really got to think about how to make sure that with this added pressure on that resource, how do they manage it better? And they're really focused on that, and that's, that's good news. Have you had any chance to get out in the woods yourself?
5: So I'll, I'll tell you, I've never killed a, I've never killed a turkey. Um, growing up, we were in a part of the state that didn't have a lot of birds. And so, because we played a lot of baseball too, our time was limited. So we fished, you know, crappie or catfish. So that's what we did, that's the way we spent our time. Fast forward to, ad- to today, I'm kind of glad I don't have that addiction in my life because it's, it's, it's already spread out across other things that I chased. Um, but today on the family farm back home or farm, family property back home, uh, it's not uncommon to see a few toms every morning. It's not uncommon for, you know, an adjoining landowner to have a nice <coughs> size, you know, flock rolling through his pasture. And those were unseen um, things growing up. Well, I mean, turkeys <laughs> were special. They're special today, but they were really special when I was growing up. And that was... It's not been that long ago. I'm not.
4: I'll tell you. I'll tell you. My son Jordan. I'll tell you a quick little story on the other side, but about a hunt he did this weekend. But when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Alex Littlejohn, the state director for the Nature Conservancy, and we'll get we'll get the latest in in Alex's world. We'll see after this.
2: Is near, So it's time to get in gear with the mighty 3E John Deere compact tractor from Ag Up Equipment. This tough tractor is efficient, economical, and easy to use. And with 0% for 60 months, plus an added $1,000 off, Ag Up Equipment is making it even easier to own. Gear up for spring with big savings at Ag Up Equipment. Visit any of our 16 convenient locations or browse online at agup.com. Offer Enzo 043023 Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. Hi,
1: I'm Thomas Trammell with Family Termite. The season's getting a lot colder, and different kinds of insects are going to start coming into your home, into your structures, and your business. Look out for ladybugs, cockroaches, mice, and rats. You can call us for any of those things, and we can take care of you. Call Family termite at 601 1014 or reach us on our website at www.family-termite.com. Call us at 601 1014 Pinnacle Motors,
6: quality vehicles, affordable prices, and now Ed Sheds, 8x12 utilities to 16x40 cabins and garages available. Set to be wired, painted, and finished out if need be. Setup and delivery is free, and financing is available. Your new go-to for Ed Sheds is Pinnacle Motors, off Highway 471, the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon, online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Your next garage, utility building, or cabin is at Pinnacle Motors. We'll see you soon.
5: There's something about tradition that always says a lot An honest dedication and work that's not forgotten Pride is what we lean on, customers that know There's not a
2: better body shop, no matter where you go We don't use fancy gimmicks, we're proven, tried and true Smith Brothers
0: Body Shop, the best from us to you
7: The new degree of comfort.
2: To all the folks in the Capital City Metro Area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, six till nine. Gallo Show will start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi, ninety-seven point three.
0: Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
4: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Alex Littlejohn, the state director for the Nature Conservancy. We just enjoy spending time together because we're both passionate about wildlife conservation in this state. And the Nature Conservancy is involved in so many incredible programs that are about enhancing our enjoyment of the outdoors in the state. We'll come back to that in just a second. But I told you I was going to tell you a quick story. My uh, my son is, is uh, married and two kids, my son Jordan, two wonderful kids. And uh, we all go to church together on Sunday mornings. And he was able to kind of get out of the house yesterday morning. And he had um, he had a great hunt. As soon as he got out there, he sends me a video. You know, he's got a gobbler. And just as it's time for him to leave, he's, he can see, I think it's like 15 to 20 yards <laughs> to a thicket. It's, there's, a, there's a Jake. And a big beard and a Jake and a big beard and they're all lined up. He can't shoot because they're literally they're lined up, and he couldn't tell which one was which. He's looking at his watch and he's like, "If I didn't leave five minutes ago, I should have left five minutes ago. I'm gonna be late for church." He had to leave. He said, "You know, he it was okay. He was because he knew he he was gonna come back and he knew where those birds were and he's got time to go pursue them." So he, he slipped out. But when he came into the church, he was smiling. And uh, then he, you know, he told me the story. But turkey is one of the few things you can go do and never pull the trigger, and have the best hunt of your life. And but you're right. It. I haven't talked to anyone who does it on a regular basis who isn't
5: totally addicted. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous of those that get to go and enjoy it because they've been doing it for so long. But I'm also thankful that I don't have that addiction <laughs> because I know if I go out there and I'm successful, half, you know, half successful one time that that i know it's that response it's that it's that setting and it's you know for me turkey hunting happens quick you know it's kind of one of those things that if it happens it happens you can roll on to work school whatever you need to do and get on about your day and that's a really nice thing to be able to do unlike some other items that would chase you know take all day to do it so yeah i'm proud to go. Uh,
4: Alex, before we get to the outdoor stewardship, excuse me, before we get to the foundation, I want to mention the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. To have $10 million to work with this year, they put together a really good group of really, really responsible board of trustees members. And have been watching very close. Watch a lot of their YouTube meetings. Incidentally, anybody who's interested can go watch their YouTube meetings. They hired Ricky Flynn, who used to be head of the Alligator Program at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. He's thrilled. Um, you know the kind of matching funds that we hope for. We're seeing a lot of that now start to come to fruition. We'll see even more of it as we get more focused on federal federal money opportunities going forward. Um, we had 10 million. Looks like we're probably going to get 15 million this year. We had hoped for 20, but 15 is a move in the right direction. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll get we'll work for twenty next year. We'll we'll work for dedicated funding, so we don't have to go through this every year, waiting to see how much money we're going to get. But but the foundation I mean the uh, the foundation the the uh, the the outdoor stewardship trust fund is moving in the right direction. It's great to see finally, isn't it?
5: It is. It was great to see somebody that's been so tenured in the wildlife field take that role as director. Be accepted at that role as director is Ricky Flint and. Ricky has been a you know, in the past has really stood up some very successful programs inside the wildlife department. So taking on something new, I would argue is not foreign to Ricky and seeing something really grow out of that, not foreign to Ricky. And he's he's a known entity in the state in terms of he knows all the partners, he knows all the entities probably that are going to be applied. But I think one of the most interesting things that I learned in the last few days as we were understanding what was going to come through with the legislature, but it's my understanding that the trust fund received over $50 million in applications. And to tell you that I was surprised, I wasn't so much surprised because I expected that to to happen given we know the needs out there. We work in it every day. But right out the gate, to have that level of interest, that level of need exposed, just just further cemented what all of the all the entities out there doing it knew was needed. And we're a resource rich state from a from a standpoint of natural resources. And it's just nice to nice to have a a fund that's out there that's investing in those needs. And, you know, look, there's always anything with something new, there's growing pains that come with it and there's hurdles that come with it. Anything standing up new is is tough to do, but I applaud the legislature for You know, willing to invest again another year and increasing that investment. And um, I think we'll all be real proud 10, 20 years from now, looking back on it, going, man, that was, that was, that's one of the best things we ever saw. That's one one of the best things we ever accomplished as a conservation entity inside the state. Yeah, generationally, I, you know, our kids and our kids'
4: kids will look back at this and say, "We got it. We we knew what we were doing." Hey, listen. The other thing about the fifty-plus million dollars of applications, of which they had to pick t- ten million dollars from, yeah. it's not, not going to be easy. Right. Is from- that we see a we see a more than two to one match of, of that money. Yeah. So um, yeah, you know, some some more, some less, but the reality is the average is two to one or slightly more than two to one. That's great to see, isn't it?
5: That's great to see because it's exposing to me and highlighting to me the level of money available, funding available to come to Mississippi. That if we are able to capture it and match it, that we can put on the ground. And that's, you know, there's, there's two great things that come out of that. One, the need, and then one, the availability of funding that we can capture to Mississippi if we decide to, you know, make these, continue to make these investments long-term.
4: Well, life is uh, always busy for you. You spend a lot of time in your car driving this great state. But why don't you, you kind of sum up what you've been up up to these days?
5: Well, lately we're unfortunately right in the middle of budget season, so this is grant cycle and budget season for us. But we're um, we're doing pretty good. We're excited about the next FY. Our FY starts in July one. Um, we're gonna have a really good year next year in terms of being able to get some projects on the ground. Um, just announced our oyster shell recycling program down there in your neck of the woods it's going to start up and really trying to recruit a strong core group of restaurants um it's the fact of the matter in that program to be successful is it's going to it's going to rely on the restaurants to engage um if we are to stand that up and have something long term that provides a source of culture to restore oyster reefs then that's it's going to be the the restaurants that really take that on, much like private landowners that we were saying earlier, you know, it's the same, you always fall back to those same entities and those same groups needing to be at the table to be successful, but um, doing some land acquisition work doing some restoration work uh, through the Mississippi Delta obviously we just wrapped up sessions, so our government relations side of the equation they're singing praises this morning and seeing the successes and in fact, he and uh, Justin Brooks in our office and I were talking. We always kind of sat down earlier in the session. I said, "All right, I need I need three things you think are going to happen this session." And we knocked those three things down. They've been posted on my wall in the office. So he came in this morning. He said, "Well, I didn't get two, but I got the main one." <laughs> and we're yeah. talking about the trust fund and I'm yeah. sure that we can see those investments uh, continuing to be made. So. You know, it's it's never a dull day. We have some staffing hires. We're putting, you know, we're about to bring on some new people. Um, got a lot of good work coming with the FIRE program and in partnership with a lot of great entities in the state. But it's a it's never it never stops, uh, Ricky. And I'm proud to be able to wake up and do it every day. Well, listen, uh,
4: speaking of your of your oyster shell program. I'm thrilled with how it's getting off the ground the way it is, and it looks like you've got good support from some of the leading chefs of the coast, we and uh, even some casinos as well. But Thomas Mormon, as you know, was on my show. He's your director yeah. of, of marine programs, and yeah. thought he thought he did a great job of, you know, not only talking about the program, but but really the nuts and bolts of it. Hey, you know, and the fact that the fact that the coast of Mississippi. The fact that it's a coast and highway ninety sort of connects most of these restaurants, it makes it potentially more efficient. So at the end of the day, what this has to do, it has to it has to be a worthwhile investment. In other words, it 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 works. The numbers work on it. And so this is the demonstration project to enable you to be able to do that and Hopefully uh, it all comes together. But I mean, you it sounds to me like having Thomas on the ground here, being the guy, the go-to guy down here to make that work. If he's got a chance of making it, he's going to make it work.
5: Yeah, so much of our work day in, day out, it, we, we have this term we use inside of TNC. It's called community conservation. This is no different. Um, our success along the Pasquebular River, you know, it's still the largest undown river um, in the lower 48. It's, it's that way because community efforts almost 50 years ago started that. And so the oyster shell recycling is no different. It's going to have to be community-led. Tom lives down there in that neck of the woods. He knows the players. He knows what has to happen. He's well-versed on the science side of it. He's well-versed on the consumption side of it, as we all are. So I uh, think the world of Tom, really excited to see that one kind of get started. That's something we've been working on for so so many years, it just takes so long to get these things started, and so it's nice to see it
4: coming out the gate now. It's great to see. You mentioned you mentioned um, the uh, uh, the river. Woo man, Pascoola River, what an amazing treasure! I had uh, the mayor of Pascoola on recently Jay Willis. It came up in that conversation. The the director of the Jackson County Chamber came up in that in that conversation. Everyone very more. I say because they're involved in strategic efforts and they're doing a lot of bringing businesses in this this treasure that we have in mississippi that's often too often taken for granted we're, we're seeing it get up on the map a little bit more so we, we probably should spend more time talking about that in the future but hey listen we're out of time <clears throat> we're gonna we'll come back together in about three or four weeks and we'll continue the conversation how's that hey, sound
5: hey ricky i'll leave you with the quote we started with quotes and i'll leave you with quotes yes Ralph waldo ederson said something along the lines is the creation of a thousand floors comes from one acre, and so yeah. That's a very strong quote. We live by it every day, and we, we try to put that to work here. At Nature
4: that Community. is no doubt about it. This has been Alex little John from the Nature Conservancy. We'll see you after this break.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of showers, partly sunny conditions, high near 86. Tonight, increasing clouds, low around 68. Your Tuesday, mostly cloudy, high near 87. Tuesday evening, cloudy skies, low around 71. And for your Wednesday, an 80% chance of showers and thunderstorms, high near 84. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
1: All Metro Carpet Cleaning, family owned and operated, is your source for carpet, upholstery, tile and grout cleaning. All Metro Carpet Cleaning is IICRC certified and A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for your free estimate or schedule a cleaning. 601-398-8727 or find us on Facebook.
0: Spring
2: is near, so it's time to get in gear with the mighty 3E John Deere compact tractor from Ag Up Equipment. This tough tractor is efficient, economical, and easy to use. And with 0% for 60 months, plus an added $1,000 off, Ag Up Equipment is making it even easier to own. Gear up for spring with big savings at Ag Up Equipment. Visit any of our 16 convenient locations or browse online at agup.com. Offer Enzo for 3023. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Trust Care is a proud sponsor sponsor Sponsor
1: of Ole Miss Athletics. When you choose TrustCare for your urgent and primary care, you win. Trustcare clinics are staffed by friendly, experienced providers and open late. Walk in today or schedule your appointment at TrustCareHealth.com. TrustCare. Feel better faster. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. Fits. To learn more about what it takes to be a black label bridge builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the black label bridge builders.
7: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. One person was killed and four more injured in Pontotoc County after another round of severe weather over the weekend. Mima's latest assessments show approximately 25 homes were damaged across several counties, including Pontotoc, DeSoto, Lee, Tallahatchie, and Tishomingo counties. Tupelo Mayor Todd Jordan told us it could have been much worse.
2: The storm took a, uh,
5: an interesting path the other night. It was headed right towards some really dense residential neighborhoods and, and all of a sudden just went went east and, and hit some of our manufacturing areas. But uh, all in all, um, no fatalities, very few injuries. Uh, we've got about uh, a little over $14 million
2: in assessed property value, uh, property damage, most of that to uh, uh, Super Sagless and Cooper Tire. I'm Kelly Bennett.
1: Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi Outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you.
2: He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo, every single morning
0: from 6 till 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I enjoyed that conversation with Alex Littlejohn. His leadership of the Nature Conservancy is absolutely fantastic. I mean, he is an incredible leader. And he's a member of an important coalition that sort of you know kicks into gear when there are issues like the outdoor Stewardship trust fund to go tackle. And I can't think of a better partner to have on a journey like that, on this sort of wildlife conservation journey that we're all on than Alex Littlejohn. What a terrific. Terrific leader he is. Now let's shift gears. We're going to move over now to Josh Howell, who also works at the. He actually works at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and he's involved in state lakes and boating access. He's the coordinator of that effort, and this is actually the first time he's been on the show. I'm surprised we haven't been on the show because he's he's really got some really important stuff to say. Grace over. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing great. How are y'all? I'm doing great. So
8: where are you sitting right now? I'm sitting at Lake Lamar Bruce in uh, South Tulsa, Mississippi.
4: One of the good things about your job is it gives you the opportunity to travel across this state, doesn't it?
8: Absolutely, it's always a new new lake, new park, just I'm always moving around.
4: You know, one Josh, one of the things I talk about on this show a lot is that the state over the many years has done such a great job with creating public places for people to be able to go to. And if you're from, you know, South Africa or Europe or whatever, and you come to Mississippi, as one of my guests pointed out not long ago, you could, you could, we could both walk out our doors and be within 10 minutes of some kind of public access for for outdoor enjoyment, and that's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, why I call this the capital of the outdoors in America. But you you live in that world every single day. It's it's phenomenal what the forefathers from Mississippi did to create public access, isn't it?
8: It It is uh, just the amount of access. Like you said, we've got national forests, we've got state parks, state lakes, uh, we've got reservoirs, we've got green, Grenada and Sardis. We've got the best crappie fishing in America. Uh, there's just endless opportunity in Mississippi. Yeah,
4: you got you take you take Grenada and Enid and, and uh, <clears throat> Sardis lakes. They're literally internationally known for for crappie. If you if you're a crappie fisherman, you know about that area of the state. And then you think about the Mississippi Delta and fishing offshore on the coast or the backwaters of the coast, or think about turkey season right now. So I mean, look, look, the the, the couple of visits I've had with Adam Butler recently, <clears throat> we're at a we're at a we're, I mean it's zooming the amount of enjoyment, the amount of participation in turkey hunting these days. But it all adds up to something really important, and that is that we are lucky, lucky, lucky if we enjoy the outdoors to live in this state, aren't we?
8: Absolutely.
4: So you started your career as actually a fisheries biologist. Tell me more about that.
8: Yes, sir. I started at Grenada, Enid, Enid Sardis, Arkabutla in that area. Uh, we did a lot of crappie management, obviously. We ran trap nets. We did electro fishing, just trying to keep up, trying to keep that great crappie fishery where it's at with setting limits and rules and just trying to keep it the best. And, it's, and it stayed the best. So I think we've done a pretty good job so far. Yeah, when you when you uh,
4: went into into the the, the area fisheries biologist, did you ever imagine that you would be in such a key role, having so much to say grace over across the state? I
8: had no idea. I didn't know the amount of responsibility I'd have, but I'm grateful to have it.
4: So, um, so we'll we'll talk about that part first. Um, if you think about the state lake program, how, how do you, if you're just talking to someone to say, okay, look, the state lake program for Mississippi. Is phenomenal. How do you talk about it?
8: Oh, I just say, you know, wherever you're at in Mississippi, you've got access to a state lake. That's kind of a secret for a lot of people. A lot of people that have li- lived even in the areas near the state lakes don't know about them. And we're trying to do some more marketing to try to get that word out. But I just tell people, you know, go out there. You've got, if you don't have a boat, we've got bank access. We've got courtesy piers. We've got fishing piers. We have just, so much access. we got earthen piers. If you don't have a boat, you can go out there and catch fish. If you do have a boat, that's great. You can go on our website, look at our fishing reports. We've got GPS locations of fish attractors. Uh, we've got bass, brim, crappie, catfish, bass, uh, you name it. So there's a lot of opportunity out there, and the people that come to the lakes have really enjoyed it.
4: Well, one okay. So you got, of course, the fishing part of the camping side of that. I mean, you, I mean, the state's done a really good job on the camping side as well, haven't they?
8: Yes, sir. And that's what we're trying to improve right now. We've, we're doing renovations at lots of campgrounds and trying to add 50 amp service because a lot of our older campgrounds only had 30 amp service and smaller pads. We're trying to trying to keep up with the newer technology. You know, somebody would come back, come out camping 20 years ago and just a small camper just in the back of the truck, even. And now you got, you know, 50-foot campers with two air conditioners, microwaves, and all that. So we're trying to keep up with the times. Uh, And we have great views at all the lakes. You know, you pull up right to the lake, and sometimes you can fish right out your camper door. And you can bring your boat. And and if you bring your boat uh, and you pay the camping fee, your fees for the boating and fishing are included with the camping fees. So it's a two-for-one right there.
4: Yeah, my my family. I grew up. We were campers. You know, we spent. We had a travel trailer and went all over the place. But we would spend a lot of time at Paul B. Johnson State Park. I mean, I have so many wonderful memories from Paul B. Johnson State Park. Um, I mean, it was amazing. And then when I went to University of Southern Mississippi, I had a tendency to want to drive down there a lot just to picnic and just enjoy sort of the open spaces of that place a lot a lot of great memories but if you were to talk to the average mississippian you know they have their state park too that they remember growing up and that they they have so many wonderful memories with and um, I, you know the the point is you're right back in the day you know the the campers didn't have the requirements the campers have today and it's good to see the legislature really sort of doubling down on upgrading i, I know that i've had conversation with the speaker the lieutenant governor has been incredibly Uh, Supportive, you know this this notion of we've got to we've got to bring all all of these campsites in some cases the cabins we've got to bring them up to the standards of today because with with people you know traveling today and going to BYOB and you know whatever they I say bring your no it's not BYOB that's the wrong you know you know (laughs) definitely not that Uh, when they can rent places anywhere in the United States to to stay it's uh
8: it's pretty 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 important that we that we have our state parks live up to that standard though isn't it oh yes sir yeah and you know if you go to a hotel you're expecting wi-fi you're expecting air conditioners you're expecting everything all the modern conveniences and if you show up at a park 10 years ago you didn't have any of those but they're moving towards that to try to add some of those conveniences because that's what people are looking for now.
4: And when the other thing you're doing with your program is the state lake record fish certifications. That's something you guys are really focused on because it really helps to kind of establish Mississippi, particularly as it relates to crappie, but if not just crappie, as a place where you can catch record fish. Tell me more about that
8: program. Uh, yes, sir. We're trying to get the word out on that, and we started a few years ago where each lake has its own records on bass, brim, crappie, red-ear, sunfish, and catfish and if you come out well first you look on our website or come to our lake office and you'll see the records that are currently there and then you can say well you know that's a small fish so i think i can beat that so you go out there and try to catch you a two and a half pound crappie so you can beat the record and then you if you catch a big crappie you can come or whatever kind of fish it is whether you're trying to beat the record you can come talk to our lake manager and he'll give you a certificate to fill out and then we will send you a certificate in the mail and we can put you on Facebook and get your picture out there. Some of our most popular marketing Facebook photos are of big fish, people love that. So it gets the word out and it gives you something to hang on your wall. You get a a framed certificate to to hang on your wall and we hang one in the office. Uh, It's a great program and we're trying to get the word out there a little more. Lamar Bruce had the crappie record broke four weeks in a row this spring was just own and want Like another crappie,
4: another crappie. is like just a little <laughs> bit over two and a half pounds. That is that's that is so cool. You know, listen. If you think about you think about the 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 number of people that are really focused on just refining the skill to to figure out how they can catch bigger, more quality. Even in some cases, more, just more, because they they love to eat them. Um, man, there's some.
8: We've got some good fishermen in this state, don't we, buddy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen a couple big bass come out of Lamar Bruce over the last couple weeks that were over 10 pounds. So they know how to catch them. <laughs> That's incredible.
4: That that is incredible. Hey, so look, um, as you think about current lake renovations, I, I'm amazed at the m- amount of money the state spends on in some cases, literally draining lakes completely and, and rebuilding dams or whatever they need to do. But the lake renovation efforts you guys have is pretty significant, isn't it?
8: Yes, sir, we have uh, three that we're doing right now. And we try to do it in confluence with whatever repairs we need to do. And we add new, um, new boat ramps or new piers. We try to upgrade the facility while we're doing the big projects, be it a dam or a spillway Uh, We're doing Simpson County Lake right now. We just got done with the campground. We put 50 amp service in it. And then we redid the fishing piers and the boat ramp. And we hope to open it uh, in June of this year. And then we've got Ellis Presley Lake that we're trying to, uh, that we're still working on. We just built a new restroom there and restocked it and uh, fixed the, uh, repaired the spill or the dam there. And Holmes County State Park.
4: Why don't we do this? When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Josh Howell. And we'll continue to talk about the lakes and how incredibly lucky we are to have them in here in this state. We'll see you after this break. I said we're on
3: Mississippi. Land called home I breathe Mississippi Till I'm dead and gone Just carry on I'll carry on
0: Mississippi The Dean's List with Janice Dean.
7: A senior from Georgia who was accepted into more than 50 colleges makes today's Dean's List. 18-year-old Dea Brown goes to Westlake High School in Atlanta. She applied for dozens of colleges and universities and was rewarded with $1.3 million in scholarship money. Dea says it was scheduling and hard work that helped her achieve this incredible honor. She tackled the college process by starting small and working gradually with just a few hours every day dedicated to applying to each school. She decided to focus on extracurricular activities that she was passionate about, like poetry and film production. Out of all the acceptance letters, Dea chose Duke University because it felt like home. Dea is going to take classes in media studies and journalism. Her advice to other students looking for colleges is do the work and do it with happiness, waking up and feeling excited about each day. Well done, Dea, and good luck at Duke. You already made this Dean's List. Janice Dean, Fox News.
2: Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: been one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut the
4: Walls and fall. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have Josh Howell with us, and he's an expert in sort of boating across the Mississippi and state lakes. sort of his uh, responsibility and with the department of wildlife fisheries and parks i was chuckling during the break bybo not to be confused with you know (laughs) byob is supposed to be vrbo you know vacation rental uh, program but anyway i just you know it's kind of funny how you slip in those those cases but you know it is it is true though if you look at some of the uh, some of the renovations that have been done on these cabins man it's I mean, I'd I'd be happy to stay there. I mean, it's first class, isn't it?
8: Oh, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, we have new furniture in a lot of them, and they're working on a lot more at the state parks, and we're working on some at Holmes County right now that's under State Lakes, uh, trying to put some new floor in, and uh, a lot of different different things to do. But what I, what I like about it
4: is that the way I described it when I had uh, Delbert Hosman on not long ago, is. Um, kind of a casual elegance you know it's it's casual but they really spent a little bit of time to try to get the the decor a little bit more in line with what people would expect to see today and uh, as we continue to to fund those kind of renovations across the state it's uh, it's exciting you know i mean the the state parks are are here to play ball what now and in the future, and uh, and I think we're lucky. We're lucky. We're in that situation now. Hey, listen. When when someone asks you, okay, look, we we got some great lakes in the state, but some of the states, some of the lakes at this moment are a little bit better fishing than others. What what do you telling? them? What are some of the the lakes that you would point people toward?
8: Well, the hottest lakes right now are in County Lake in Philadelphia. Uh, the bass and the crappie fishing is really good, and the catfish as well. We don't have a lot of catfish anglers there, but they're catching the heck out of them. Uh, lake Mary Crawford is, a, is another one that's uh, we renovated. A, we just opened it just a few years ago So it's got the new lake effect of you know, you got those big bass that are they're growing up through the age ranges uh, We got Lake Lamar Bruce here in Saltillo Which I said caught some good bass the last couple of weeks and some good crappie as well uh, Lake Bogahoma is another one uh, near Laurel and we've been doing a spillway repair project right there and We've had some water level fluctuations as we work through the spillway project, but it hasn't affected the fish, they're still really wearing them out, both crappie and bass. There.
4: So, man, the tornados in the state, man, we just have had a bad run of luck. Um, were any of the state parks in- impacted by the by the tornados?
8: Not the state parks that I'm aware of, but one of my state lakes that hit really hard, uh, Lake Monroe near Amory. Uh, I've been there the last since last week working on the ground with. FEMA and MEMA. There's more trees on the ground than standing. We lost our office roof, uh, several buildings damaged. It was a mess. Um, when I first came into this position in 2014, we got hit by the F- F3 tornado at Elvis Presley Lake and we had to clear cut the whole facility and I'm afraid it's the same thing there. It's just going to be a massive clear cut because it's, it's a mess.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's just, gosh, man, when you lose so many valuable trees, it just, it changes the entire feel of the lake. The lake itself, how did the lake itself fare? I we mean, you got a lot of trees inside the lake, or for the most part, the lake's okay?
8: The lake's okay, but actually the lake will probably end up coming out better because there's so much down trees on the edge of the lake now that we'll just leave in there because they'll just become fish habitat. So it yeah. didn't affect the lake any but currently, yeah. it's closed because we have to get the access back and make sure it's safe for everyone.
4: Again, you got just we think about it, lakes. Some lakes are natural lakes. Some lakes are man-made lakes. Some have dams. Some don't. Some have spillways. I mean, in fact, you've got a you've got a project
8: underway as as we speak around a spillway, don't you? Yes, yes. We have, we just finished the spillway repair project at Holmes County Lake, and now we've, we're working on the one at Lake Bogahoma. Where we're trying to get ahead of it and spend a little money now, so we don't have to do a complete spillway repair like we did at Holmes County, and try to save some money in the process and not bring the lake all the way down because the fishing's already good there, so there's no need to drain it and restock it. So yeah. that's what we're doing now. And we've been having trouble with the valve. We had to re- replace the lake valve, and it's been a it's been a project.
4: Hey, when you when you think about spillways and think about dams and any other structure that has to be maintained or thought about in order to make sure that the contents of that lake don't end up inside someone's house somewhere. You know, that that's actually a really
8: important part of what you guys have to think about, isn't it? That's a huge responsibility. We do dam uh, assessments every other month, and our lake managers are out there uh, about every other week just checking and making sure everything's working properly the valves go up and down and uh, make sure nothing's blocking the spillway and some of the uh dams we have are high hazard dams which you know they're near towns or big uh, population centers so we're always really keeping an eye on this hey listen we
4: got less than a minute left you got an upcoming fishing rodeo you know give me uh where people can learn more
8: about that okay uh upcoming fish rodeos you can check out our website uh, it's just under fish rodeos as soon as you click on there We got one coming up April 15th at Choctaw Lake and April 15th at Veterans Park Lake in Tupelo as well. But check out the schedule and you can find one in your area pretty easily.
4: Man, that's great. It's been a pleasure to to spend time with you. I I have to have you back. There's so much more to talk about. But this has been Josh Howell from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. And uh, it's it's been a pleasure to meet you and spend some time with you, my friend.
8: My pleasure. Thank you for having
4: me. You bet. Have a great day, and as I say every single week, stay safe, man. Please, please stay safe in the outdoors. In fact, next time we have Josh back, we'll talk more about boater safety. When we, uh, anyway, have a great week, and we'll see you next next Monday. God bless you. A
0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.